0: The Big Footy Port LA podcast is proudly sponsored by New Vision.
1: My team, Kanda, power. I love the power. power, power. I love the power. power,
0: power. G'day everyone, MacA19 here, and it. this is the Big Footy Port LA podcast, coming to you live on Port Fan Radio. Joining me as co host is
1: Rick. Mate, how are you? Good mate. We haven't spoken for a while. How Hi, you going? It's been yeah, it's been a couple of weeks, hasn't it? But we yes. can uh, we can keep the bromance going after our <laughs> uh, after our uh, guest is gone, I guess. That's it. And <laughs> uh, back
0: on the podcast, our superstar in the ruck, Jackson Trengove. How are you, boys? Good, mate. Yourself? Good. Going well, thank you. That's the way. Now, uh, it's been about a month since we last spoke. How have you seen the team's form? And uh, how have you felt about your own por- uh, personal form as well?
2: I reckon the the, the team's form's been, you know, pretty good. I think um, as I mentioned last week, we're probably still letting ourselves slip a little bit um, in quarters, which is which is disappointing. I think that you know quarter against JWS, I think we played some really good footy. Um, probably a quarter cost us a game, which is which is pretty annoying. And it's one thing we're looking to to fix. Um, I thought the the four quarter effort on the weekend um, uh, was terrific. I mean, we we went up to the Gabba after last year. We went up there and. and Probably got embarrassed a little bit, and were able to to really play some strong footy up there, up there in the Gabba, um, and and four quarters, which was really pleasing. So, um, obviously, with that loss, it's, uh, makes it makes a little bit hard to, to get in the eight. But um, all we can do is, is play some good footy, and and you never know what can happen.
1: So Jackson, I uh, get okay, you brought up last year, and then this year's performance between Brisbane up there. What do you what do you reckon the difference was one year to another? Was it just psychological preparation uh, the difference between this year and last year
2: oh, it's hard to tell mate I mean they they really did a number on us up there last year and um, yeah it was probably one of the worst losses that we're you know we've had under Ken Hinckley last year and then this year we're you know able to go up there and probably a little bit nervous about going up there against the, a team who you know probably shouldn't beat us but that's where we, we've been a bit vulnerable this year and we're able to go up there and, and, and play a full quarter performance and be really proud of the way we, we went about it awesome that's it
0: since moving into the ruck you've averaged uh, just over seven clearances a game which would have you uh, i think sixth in the afl in clearances um have you managed to impart some wisdom onto the likes of ollie robbie and uh, and trav on how to win the ball out the
2: middle oh not not really because it's a bit different <laughs> what i'm doing and what, what they're doing i mean I always do give it to them a little bit and say it's not that hard all you gotta do is is win the ball and, and get it going forward and um, it's probably a little bit of a joke that I've got with the boys in there, but no, nah, it's been it's been good to get my hands on it and get it going our way, but obviously their job's um, a lot different, they've got to really work off body and and, um, and compete as midfielders and, and obviously run the numbers that they do, so their job's a lot different than mine, I won't, won't be telling them uh, how to do their job and hopefully they don't tell me how to do mine.
1: <laughs> hey, um, it. It, you sort of alluded to the answer there, I guess, um, anyway, but it's a sort of an intriguing question because I guess obviously with Paddy Ryder coming back, and I think um, you know some hypotheticals on your on your performance, like could Jackson uh, be a midfielder? Do you think if let's say you start in the centre square, but Paddy was the ruckman, do you think you'd have that same influence, or it's the advantage of being in that ruck position that's giving you that um, uh, clearance special uh, statistics?
2: Yeah, not sure. I mean, um, you know, I wouldn't like to go against some of the midfielders. Obviously, there. They're pretty powerful and, and different. Different players to mine. I'm, I'm six five. There, you know, they'd, they'd be touching six foot. So it's a lot different. Um, being a midfielder and a ruckman, I think, um, you know, I would I would like to go in there and have a crack, but I don't know how long I'd, I'd last in their boys. Um, and obviously, after the stoppage, it, it, they're in a different ball game of running and and you know, top end, high end running to, than what I can do or my positions, um, you know, need me to do with, with a bloke being six foot and 100 kilos, six six.
0: You've you've faced a a wide range of Ruckman now um, since you've moved in there. Which opponent has been your hardest? And and do you find there's a type of Ruckman that you prefer to go up against?
2: Uh, Hawthorne gave me grief. I was pretty disappointed after that game. Um, Just that they had the two Ruckman. They really worked me over um, on the day. And obviously, big Ben McEvoy has been a a pretty consistent Ruckman for his career. And then um, they had... um, Segler come in there as well, and he's obviously a big boy and, and playing some really good footy. So that was probably the one day that I was I was you know not happy with with what I dished up. Um, but other than that, it's been it's been a good battle in the midfield. I think that I've been able to add something in in every game I've played in there. Um, you know since I've I've moved into the ruck. So yeah, that one was probably the most difficult. But um, yeah, you learn from those things and and you work out some different ways that you can approach it next time around.
1: Absolutely. That's interesting. You said that you know um, they sort of you know worked you over. Was it was it just that they they did it by having the two different style ruckmen and they just sort of attacked you differently throughout the game and it sort of threw you off a little bit? Or?
2: I reckon it was planned. Um, to be honest, Rick, I reckon um, you know I've been going okay against one ruckman. You know, solely um, rucking. I think yeah, I think just the way they did it, they they were changing every five minutes and and just really um, working me over. And yeah, it, as you mentioned, trying to get used to one, and then obviously the change up of, of styles, and then obviously them having a lot more energy and, and not being as fatigued as what I was when I, mean, I was just going stoppage after stoppage. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Makes sense. Yeah, could so, be wrong. I've just done it on accidental because they do play two rucks a lot, so mm. it's good strategy. Yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: We've had um, about 187 questions about the Butch um, did the players have the same amount of man love for uh, Johnny Butcher as the supporters do?
2: Yeah I think so, I think um, he adds that excitement and I mean you sort of look early on in the year you're thinking this is probably his last shot at it and then on the weekend he produces the, the footy that he does and we know what he can produce, I, I just reckon it's credit to him with the amount of work he's done on his goal kicking, he's kicking he's improving which, which improves his confidence and um, yeah just the way he tacked the ball I reckon in that first half really set him up and you know he's that confidence player and I think when you can when, when you can get a guy that's a confidence player just to be go into the game with that confidence and get an early touch and then it it just rolls on from there and yeah it was it was terrific to see him back in the side I think um you know all the boys wanted him to do pretty well and I think it was a bit harsh against um uh, GWS the week before, obviously, and the conditions didn't suit him one bit. And, and um, yeah, it was good a, good of a Kenny to leave him in there, and he, he proved why he uh, can play at the top level and and why he has got so much hype around um, around him and how much love he has with the supporters and the players.
1: I'm trying to I'm trying to think of a um, another player that at the club in recent time Jackson that's got the the cult following that Butch has. Can you think of anyone?
2: Uh, it's it's different. I mean, Chad Gorns was one where they, you know, a lot of our our supporters loved him, and and then the opposition would hate him. And yeah, I think everyone just wants John to go go well. I think we saw in the first four games of his career, you know, what potential he's got, and, and how exciting he can be as a player. I mean, he's six foot five or six. He's, I think he's a, a touch taller than me, and he's lightning quick. He's got pace and, and nice hands. So, and as I mentioned, he's done a lot of work on his goal kicking and he, and his mental preparation, which has been a credit to him and. And um, hopefully in the next couple of weeks we see that form um, get even better, and and then um, who knows what he can what he can be as a player.
0: How do you prepare going up against the first gamer in Archie Smith? Um, did you watch any sort of needful vision to get a feel of how he was going to
2: play? Yeah, I prepared all week for um, Stefan Martin. I was really looking forward to that battle because he, you know, I was able to get him in clearance last time, but around the ground he was really really dominant against me, and I think I've come a long way and in that positioning around the ground, just my ruck craft around the ground. So I was looking forward to see how much I improved there, but it it wasn't to be, obviously, pulled out late. And then, um, yeah, Archie Thompson come in and, yeah, watched a little bit of his vision. I mean, it was only on one game, so I couldn't get a lot of a a read off um, off what he'd been doing, but obviously knew he had some spring. And, um, yeah, the the ground sort of suited him with the the high bounces and just how much leap he was getting on, especially in that, that first quarter he was... He was jumping up nice and high, and I was feeling a bit flat early, so I was, I was thinking um, I was in a bit of strife early, but it was good to um, to turn it around and work out a few different positionings and, and be able to get on top.
1: Well, you're no mugg either, Jackson. You've got a pretty uh, strong leap on you as well. I always thought that was one of the attributes. Um for you to be a, a, a good rutman, so um,
2: yeah, I think he was similar to sort of like a Nat Nui style. He's very tall and and um and had a big big hop on him, um, which was you know it's, it's impressive. And I think um you know he's going to be a really good footballer in years to come. I'm surprised we haven't seen him already, to be honest. Hmm.
0: We've had a lot of uh, questions regarding what's going to happen next year with obviously with Paddy back um, and whether you'll be or or just how much rucking you might actually do. Uh, Is your role next year something that you've had discussions with the coaching staff about, or are you all a bit too concerned with the current season and week-to-week planning to worry about next year?
2: No, I'm probably still worried about this year, to be honest, boys. I mean, uh, we've we've had slight um, discussions about what might possibly be whether it it be a one-two combination with me and Paddy. You know, I think um, there's a lot of talk about it, and I think it's um, there's a strong uh, strong vibe around it. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's it's going to depend on what Kenny wants and, and what the coaching staff want. I think, um, you know, if we can work that out as a combination, I think it's it's quite deadly. I think if we we keep fresh and me and Paddy are able to swap similar to what, what Hawthorne do and then maybe go up forward for Paddy or, or down back and, and fill in a hole for for the uh, the resting period, it's pretty exciting if you ask me.
1: Talking about up forward, you, uh, you kicked a goal in play. I was expecting a, a bigger celebration there.
2: Oh, I gave it a little bit, and someone wanted to give me a hug. I can't remember um, who the player was, but he, he wrapped me up pretty early, so I couldn't quite get the um, the big celebration out. But I go, I think I gave it a, a fair fist pump. It was it was better than most celebrations in our team. But, um, yeah, there's something something special coming along soon for a celebration on the run. But um, <laughs> hopefully uh, next time I don't get locked up in a, in a bear hug. Um, I think it was Ollie that got me in. Should have just pushed him aside and gone on with it, but uh, no, it was good to good to get one on the run, and then and then good to get one um, in some play of a set shot, and then I was trying for a third, but I think I was
1: a bit greedy and,
2: and it hit the post.
1: I don't, I don't just quickly I have cut Craig off, I know, but uh, I don't recall you kicking more than uh, two goals a game that often, or two goals a game is that not the many, first time. How
2: many defenders kick two goals a game, mate? No.
1: <laughs> is it a good feeling?
2: Oh, it was nice. I said to the boys during the week I'll kick three, so I was really hoping for that third. But, um, no, it was good to get on the scoreboard. I think the first one I was, I was pretty excited about. So we wanted to come out in that third term and, and really set the tone because we, our 3rd terms have been pretty, um, pretty average this season. So it was good to, to get one on the board and, and get moving. Um, and then the set shot was, uh, was a nice little bonus at the end.
0: So what's the morale of your uh, ruck partner, Matty Lobie like at the moment? He's uh, obviously just come back from injuries. had a couple of quiet games in the SA NFL do you reckon we might see him back at AFL level before the end of the year? What, you're trying to get me out of the ruck, are you? Not at all, not at all. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I'm not sure. I think, um, obviously, we, we want Maddie to play some good footy in the sand and he's come back from a, a serious injury. I think um, you got to look at it, and, and knee injuries are always hard to come back in a position that he's in and just be able to go in and, and jump around with that um, contact knee-on-knee knee and um, just the movement around the ground. So... Um, yeah, he'll be looking forward to getting into some form and, and crashing in with a, with his big body. And um, you know, if he's playing good enough, you, and I'm not playing good enough, footy in the ruck, there'll be a change. But um, I'll be uh, I'll be trying to keep my position.
1: Sure. Hey, uh, talking about injuries. Um, Jared Pollock had a great game against Brisbane on the weekend, and uh, there was a bit of commentary in the press um, about the the tough love with uh, Jared. Yeah, but he had all of pretty much last year off with that uh, foot injury. I mean, and so you've you've gone through it younger age. But you know, can can it take an injury like that a whole nearly a whole season to sort of get back on track?
2: Yeah, I think um, what Polly had. I don't think everyone knows the, the extent of his actual injury. He had probably a, it could have been a, a career-ending injury what he had with his foot. So I mean, it's probably similar to someone that has a knee and. Um, takes a long time to come back from it. It's not only once you get um, physically right, but mentally with your, your confidence to go into contests and um, just really rely on the foot, whether it be kicking the footy or um, the way he's running as well. So I think um, it was good to see Polly back on the weekend in some form and hopefully the next four weeks he can gather some more momentum and then have a really big pre-season. And, you know, when we when we see Polly breaking the lines and the way he attacks the game, it's, it's always a better Port Adelaide when he's uh, at his best.
0: Is there genuine belief in the group that we can um, win all our remaining games and uh, and head towards the finals?
2: Yeah, I think there's a, a fair bit of confidence. Um, obviously, we need some some things to go our way, but um, you know we'll probably just take it. I don't know the old cliche, but one week at a time. We've got to go up to Sydney, which is always a, a challenge, and I think we're really going to going to bring um, the best in our, our uh, in our footy this weekend. Um, I mean, probably going up to Sydney's a hard battle, but we've really been looking forward to to knocking off a couple of top eight sides. We spoke about it the probably three or four weeks ago. we were able to get it um, done against North Melbourne, GWS. We we let ourselves go in one quarter, I think, but still played some pretty good footy. And obviously, we've got Sydney and and then the Crows um, are the other the top eight sides that we've we've got left in the season. So. We've got some, some really good um, contests coming up against some quality opposition, which we'll be looking to hopefully get four wins from four, and you never know what can happen at the end of the year.
1: Hey, um, as a defender, uh, first and foremost, you'd be pretty proud of the the young and experienced boys back down there, Logan Austin and Tom Clory. They're doing a pretty good job.
2: Yeah, I think they've been um, you know really good in, in the position and, and really stood up. There's not a... A heap of experience back there. Jasper Pittard, obviously Paul Stewart, I think, has been terrific as well back there. And, um, yeah, they're doing a, a really good job uh, as a back six and hopefully we can get a little bit of um, a bit of experience back there. Hopefully, you know, Tommy Jonas isn't far away and, and uh, really build a solid foundation around the, the back line.
1: You better um, ask a fantastic last question for Jackson uh, Craig, seeing he's got to go
0: yeah mate lucky last uh, Johnson wants to know if you can uh, please describe your perfect sandwich
2: oh could have been a better question though. perfect <laughs> sandwich uh, uh, I'm not a sandwich man really i would probably more of a wrap joke, and I'd just put a bit of peanut butter on it there you go
1: yeah
2: peanut nice, butter nice and basic for me I do like to sometimes um, before a game get a wrap and put some Vegemite and then just a little bit of rice or a little bit of pasta in the middle of it and just get into it
1: you like your um, you like your poached eggs and avocado. That's poached eggs, avocado down at La
2: Vida's. perfect. Yeah,
1: yep. good work. And did uh, did Macca end up emailing you the uh, the daddy tips for the <laughs> upcoming arrival?
2: Not not yet. I'm still waiting on those. Actually, I need all the tips that I can uh, can get. I think, boys. Are you excited? It's yeah, really. It's uh, a couple of months away now, so at the end of September, and um, yeah, no, it's going to be uh,
1: it's going to be good. Uh, half your luck, man. You'll you'll be you'll be a good dad. Thank That's you. Awesome, awesome, Jackson. Cheers, boys. Thanks a lot for having me on. Thanks for coming Thanks back on. Up.
2: Thank you. See you, mate.
1: Good work. Easy out. What's
0: your perfect That's sandwich, Rick?
1: Uh, not none really, because I don't really eat bread anymore, Macca. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm you really don't often... you
0: don't go to the butcher all that often anymore, right. or?
1: Do uh, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> I um, so I've been on just quickly before we go into the football. So a friend of mine's a bodybuilder, and so he's got me on like this weight weight pl- eating plan. So mm. I'm eating five times a day, and it's pretty much protein and vegetables. And and so I've given up red meat as well, lifestyle choice. And um, and so I haven't eaten red meat for nearly a month. And all I've eaten nearly every day is. Um, a four egg white omelette for breakfast and then three meals after that which is just chicken with green vegetables uh, um, and that's it and then I was so hungry on Saturday I was starving, I, I missed a meal and he sends me a message going oh, Rick you can have a hamburger and I was like awesome so uh, <laughs> I didn't even think so I cooked myself this bloody Angus State hamburger yeah. and devoured it and then at the end, realise that I don't eat red meat anymore. So uh, <laughs> I'm the worst non. Well, I think meat you do, meat. mate. I think <laughs> obviously, <you> do. <laughs> obviously. But yeah, so hamburger. That'd be my sandwich. What about you yours?
0: Go. Oh, perfect sandwich. Ah, oh. look, I tell you what. My favourite sort of uh, lunchtime sort of eating thing would be a uh, chicken Caesar wrap. I reckon mm. bit of chicken, nicely seasoned, bit of prosciutto, parmesan, bit of aioli.
1: Yeah. Can't beat it, mate. I had a spicy chicken, one of those, and that was pretty good, too. Mm. Anyway.
0: Well, there were some interesting answers there by Jackson, I thought.
1: Yeah, which ones?
0: Oh, mainly regarding sort of um, what might happen next year and uh, I guess the lack of talk
1: about uh, Maddie Loby a little bit. Yeah, well, I guess there's not much to talk about with Matty there, so at the moment.
0: No, probably not at the moment.
1: I no. mean, he's, he's not setting the world on fire and... Uh, I did hear, uh, I think, commentary a couple of weeks ago on radio where they were saying that Loby does want to stay, and he'll, yeah, you know, he will stay and be the backup Ruckman to Ryder. So, uh, but you'd still want more form than what he's showing, surely?
0: Probably, yeah. I would think so.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting, but I guess I saw a rumor online today as well saying what Jackson wanted to be traded or something, and. Uh, um, yeah, but he's. I think people forget he's still contracted for next year, so uh, I, I would be imagining that he would be vital in the club's plans come 2017.
0: Oh, for sure. Well, I, I would think most uh, uh, most rumours that come out are bullshit, a, to be honest. A, 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 a <laughs> Quite rumors. simply, yeah. 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 Uh, we've had a uh, a question on the forum by uh, the FVK. Are
1: uh, you mates with Stephen Dank? And my mates with Stephen Dank. <laughs> no, I I haven't gone to the hormone cabinet yet, but give it time.
0: Mm. There you go. Well, let's get on. What was your sweet this week, mate?
1: Oh, I'm gonna to go to Jackson. I, as you know, I'm a big fan of Jackson anyway. But you know, just from just a pure footballing uh, spectacle, I'm you know I was an advocate for him being in the ruck. You know, four years ago, when I was getting beaten by nearly all us porters on big footy, saying that's ridiculous. But um, yeah, he just hes his I think one of the key attributes for a ruckman, you've got to be, you know, ultra competitive, and uh, and Jackson has that in spades. And uh, I mean, the numbers, as you mentioned with the clearances just before, uh, you know, they're midfield type numbers, and his influence cannot be underestimated.
0: Yeah, there's only five. Players in the AFL who are averaging more clearances per game than what uh, Jackson has done since moving into the ruck, and that's uh, Pritis, Cripps, um, Josh Kennedy, Lockie Neal, and Gary Ablett. So it's a pretty fine company to be in there.
1: Absolutely. I, mean, I guess the interesting uh, dilemma for us come next year is, you know, is he defender or is he forward if, uh, if he's in tandem with Ryder?
0: Well, this is why I think I think the emergence of Logan Austin as a really good potential defender has has made life a lot easier, and that's probably why a lot of people sort of didn't want to see Jason move into the ruck um, as a full time gig um, in, in years gone by. We all know he's uh, been such a great pinch hit ruckman, but. To lose Jackson Trengove in in years gone by meant um, we almost literally didn't really have anyone else to fill in at centre half back. But to have a 197 um, or 195 centimetre defender in Logan Austin, who's um you know he's been really impressive the last three or four weeks. Um, if he can continue to uh, develop, then that makes life a hell of a lot easier and does really open the door for uh, for Trengove to spend more either more time in the ruck or some time up forward as well.
1: So, what would you reckon? Do you think, what, well, next year, let's assume Jackson and Ryder are the two Rutman, and they're not injured. What, you'd think, what, 60-40 game time in the ruck between them?
0: I would think so. I'd like to see, um, you know, one of them in the forward pocket and uh, one of them in the ruck, and then sort of swapping, really. I think, well, th- um, think Trengo's um, underrated, sort of up 40s. Uh, yeah, he does uh, does like kicking a goal, and he's uh, he might not be the um, the prettiest kick, but he's certainly an effective kick. Um, and we know he's a he's a pretty strong grab as well. And to have a uh, 197 centimetre option up there would be uh, would be great, oh. I think.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think people are questioning the conditioning of Ryder after having a year off of football. Um, So I guess Jackson will be vitally important to uh, chop out and Ryder might have to spend a significant amount of time uh, in the forward line just due to that conditioning.
0: Oh, look, honestly, I I am expecting Ryder's going to ping a hamstring in his first uh, two or three games next year. (laughs) It's bound to happen. (laughs) Probably.
1: (laughs) let's, Let's start putting the mockers on it, though. No. So, no, what right. was your sweep?
0: mate? One word. Butcher. The what a gun! The you, you just can't. I can't believe you didn't pick the future. To be honest,
1: what a great performance. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't going to steal it from you. True. I had a, I, Thanks. I had, a rough, I, I had a rough idea that you might do it. It was amazing, wasn't it? I mean, he just keeps doing it. He, I guess when I asked Jackson the cult hero question, it. And he, he was giving us our answer. He, he's he's like the big uh, he's like the Aussie Aussie battler, isn't he? And I think that's why we can associate with him. He's coming from behind, he against the odds, and but he's still there, and he's punching, and he, he's still fighting, and uh, yeah, what it's, a what a it's kind
0: of bizarre. It's it's really kind of bizarre because. You look at the reaction of most other club supporters on big footy regarding Johnny Butcher, and they can't believe that a there's so much support for him, and b that he's sort of getting a game and all this sort of stuff. And it is kind of unique. Um, I haven't seen a, uh, a fringe player like this be uh, so talked up, yeah, just about for well for a very very long time. And you are right; he's um, he's definitely the biggest uh, cult hero we've had. For a very long time, probably since Pooley, really. And uh, yeah, he, he just had a fantastic game on the weekend. And he was on a, even though Brisbane are a, a pretty poor side, he was on a couple of reasonable players in Merritt. And, and Harris Andrews is rated pretty highly and is probably going to be Brisbane's next captain. Um, yeah, he, the thing that I was really impressed with was, uh, was his running. Yeah, he ran really hard, took some really good marks. Uh, that Markey took on the lead in the third quarter was uh, something to behold, and you know, we haven't really seen that from a forward all year. And to slot four goals, just uh, just magic. And uh, for me, that was his best. Bef- that's the best I've seen him play at either SANFL or AFL level since he's uh, been in the system.
1: Well, what about the? You know, he, not only the goals, but his, his chase down tackle, like that one in the centre square, was huge. Yeah, and. Oh, for sure. um, yeah, I'm trying. I'm still racking my brain because I, I'm trying to think of fringe players because John's a fringe player. He's not a starting twenty-two. So we've had some cult heroes starting twenty-two players. Oh, there was but, a lot
0: of love towards uh, Adam Thompson on the boards. Um, he was yeah, probably but I, one.
1: But I wouldn't. I'm trying to think of someone that ignites a, the crowd live as well. Yeah, mm. I mean because he generates a buzz at the game. You know, it's it's an it, it's amazing I can't think of anyone to be honest yeah. it's um yeah but I've got to say in addition to that dr Phil's gif with Vince McMahon with John with the bodybuilder and John butcher's head on it I've got to say that is probably the funniest one gif I've ever seen on big Footy. yeah i uh, I watched that a few times I, it was hilarious so mm. well done dr Phil did you see it I've, I've seen it, yeah. It's uh, <laughs> yeah. it's definitely pretty good. It is awesome. <laughs> but anyway.
0: Uh, Ryan Pillar has said, uh, Jared Polton.
1: Yeah, Jared
0: Polton. Because he was quite... He was fringe, even though he played almost 100 games, he was fringe and... Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. He was, he, he's probably up there. Dylan has asked, uh, was Bowen Lockwood like that? And I'd say probably not at that stage. I think there was a lot of expectation behind Bowen Lockwood, but there certainly wasn't the... Uh, the whole crowd sort of, uh, you know, doing the whole, oh, Butcher! You know, whenever he goes near it. Um, And I guess we were all sort of um, just hoping that uh, Bowser would sort of get over his injuries and and put some games together, but uh, unfortunately never happened. But Mm. uh, look, sky's the limit here for uh, for Johnny Butcher. Um, He is the future. And uh, I guess the question is, um, has that game saved his spot on the list for next year?
1: Yeah, it's... um... Well, no, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I'd want to see the rest of the season play out, yeah and but I mean, we're going to be short of tolls, yeah. so <laughs> I think because of our drafting, our strategy in drafting, I think it's almost um, a necessity mm. that um, that we hold on to it, so to speak, because I mean what else what else we got?
0: Not much. Until Dougal comes back, really, and you know, Schultz is what thirty-one, Westhoff's thirty. We almost need to keep Butcher just to keep the sort of uh,
1: the right sort of age
0: profile on our list, really.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I think so. I'd be happy to. I'd be happy to keep him. Um, yeah, because I mean, we can't expect much from Dougal going forward next year. I'd imagine. No. So. Well, well he may not
0: even play, to be honest. So. Yeah, it's, uh, it's certainly a tough one. Oh, look, I'm, I would be happy to give him another one year. I think he's had a really good year. Um, he probably deserved his shot a hell of a lot earlier this year than what he got. Um, it's been his best year uh, in the system for, well, probably since about 2012. Um, he's, he's added a, a lot more um, sort of consistency to his game at SANFL level. He, he rarely plays a bad game anymore. Um, I think he well deserves another year, just to see what happens.
1: You're you're sucked into the butcher emotion and love. Oh. I'm
0: pretty sure he. Well,
1: said why not? Him. Why not? He's a gun, mate. He's a I'm gun. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you said trade He's, him the the words, He's, the <laughs> He's the butcher. He's and the same, butcher. He's the butcher. He's the butcher. I'm gonna I'm gonna segue into the hate straight away here and go. My hate. Is it better the,
0: not be Johnny Butcher.
1: No, it's well, <laughs> it's got butcher in it. It is. Um, it's Dermot Brereton's commentary. Uh, on John Butcher in the first quarter. I mean, I actually thought he... That was humiliating, what he said.
0: I can't remember me. what he said. I actually thought Tony Shaw's was uh, was much more derogatory because uh, he sort of kept sort of giggling about him and all that for pretty much the whole game.
1: Uh, look, I don't... It's not word for word, but, I, you know, I, was, I had a couple of lines, I have admitted it, but... Uh, <laughs> and they were good wines. Uh, but it was sort of, it was sort of along the lines of I can understand why you know his teammates don't want to kick it to him because you know if you if you want someone with a ball just to miss everything he's the man you'd kick it to so it was something like that like yeah. that and, and I, I just heard it and I, it just made me cringe it was just like you know you're a professional commentator and you're humiliating a player during a game it's you know I mean yeah constructive criticism or be critical of something but yeah, that's. Uh, I thought that was just pretty poor.
0: Yeah, as someone said, it's almost like he knew he sort of said the wrong thing because he spent the rest of the game talking him up <laughs> as, as much as possible. And well, Tony Shaw continued to act like a complete dickhead. But uh, I guess you get
1: that from Tony Shaw, don't you? Well, that's exactly right. Mm. What about yours? What was your hate?
0: Look, probably the former Matty Loby, To be honest, um, I know Jack Jackson said, and he's completely right. He is coming back from a pretty bad injury and. It does take time. Um, you know, one kick, one mark, 25 hit-outs. You know, he, he was well beaten by two ruckmen who haven't played an AFL game, um, which probably isn't good enough. Um, and to be honest, more and more, I'm sort of starting to rude the club not uh, taking that trade last year, to be honest.
1: Yeah, well, it was a good offer. It was a really good offer. If, that, if it's true, there was you know, two top uh, first-round picks. Mm. Um you know, why wouldn't you? Yeah, I guess, yeah, look, have we been too loyal with our list management? Uh, look, I think,
0: look, obviously, I think uh, Portia has um, gone on about this for a long time um, on the podcast and I, I think it's probably completely right in that we are arguably too loyal. You know, how, how long do we keep uh, Cam Hitchcock for? <laughs> when he wasn't getting a game, he probably spent three years too long on the list and we can go through guys like Paul Stewart and Tom Logan and you know some of these guys that um, that are sort of like good clubmen that we uh, that we maybe sort of keep a couple of years too long but uh, i don't know i can understand, i can certainly understand why the club didn't trade Matty Loby last year um, and it was certainly the, the more sensible decision to make but um you know you've gotta you got to take risks to uh, to win premierships and um, that might have been a risk worth taking. And as we've seen this year, when he hasn't been in the side, um, it's actually played out perfectly fine. Well,
1: I mean, this is, I mean this is hypothetical, and it might not have been possible, but um, you know they could have traded him, got the two picks, and you know they could have picked up bloody Goring as a late rounder. I mean, I after the year before, I don't know if it would have happened, but you know we um, we could have just winged it or something, and you know because mm. yeah, but I mean it's it's around the ground, that... Um, efforts just aren't there. Is
0: he too big? Do you think maybe he's got too bulky? Uh, I don't think he's too big. I just think um, he doesn't maybe have the athleticism of um, some of the more sort of modern-day ruckmen because he arguably doesn't... I don't think he's got the strength to sort of compete with the likes of Goldstein and Mumford and those sort of bigger, bulky, solid guys. Yeah. And he doesn't have the leap to compete with um, the likes of Nat Nui and, uh, and the more sort of agile Ruckman in the league. So he's sort of stuck in the middle a bit.
1: Mm. Yeah, he just doesn't seem to have the agility that he had even in 2014. But yeah. look, I just think his around the ground play. is not very good at all. And um, you can't have that in this modern game. I mean, Jackson's, nah. Jack, Jackson's showing the advantage of having a mobile um, Ruckman. So... Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's. Well,
0: it's certainly yeah, it's going to be interesting. an interesting off season because I think changes need to be made. We need to make some drastic changes to the list, um, sort of replenish the list a bit. Um, so it will be interesting to see what happens um, with the whole ruck situation. But let's move on and uh, and talk about the AFL review. And uh, we obviously went up to Brisbane for round 19 and came away with the dominant uh, 94 point victory 25 23 to 11 goals 13. Uh, it was our second highest score in the AFL And our second biggest win against uh, Sorry, our second big win against Brisbane this year uh, In terms of multiple goal kickers um, Chad Wingard kicked five Johnny Butcher kicked four Travis Bow kicked three Whilst Oliver Westhoff, Amon, Trengove, Ebert And MP kicked two goals each Mate, uh, how did you see the game?
1: Yeah, I saw it through a bottle of uh, red wine really, was, <laughs> it Only it one bottle really, No, it was about five But it was really entertaining <laughs> and I was very hungover the next day i bet but um, yeah well I I mean what I my prediction with Porsche was 97 points and Butcher to kick five so I was pretty close so Mm. uh, yeah I saw some people weren't happy with our performance Craig
0: look I think uh, I think that's just one of the sort of things about forums sometimes is that uh, there's always going to be people that um, that aren't happy no matter what you do and I guess you just got to wonder what would have made uh, some of those people happy on the weekend. Because if uh, if winning by ninety four points and uh, and one of our favourite um, cult heroes in Johnny Butcher having his best ever game um, isn't enough to get you excited, then uh, then probably nothing will. Well,
1: 100, 173 points scored. How, um, as I how said, did...
0: second biggest score. So it's not like um, I, I, I think. To be honest, like, a lot of us might have been expecting us to win by 30 points in a dour, sort of ugly, boring affair. But, uh, you know, we, we came to play and uh, we absolutely dominated. It was a bit of a scrappy first quarter. And look, our, our finishing in front of goal could have absolutely been a lot better. Um, but, you know, we uh, we certainly had a lot of highlights on the weekend and um, can't really criticise um, the way we played. And for me, look, I just think... Um, I always, I don't know, the last sort of few years I've always sort of uh, taken out a game at, at a time and sort of enjoyed every win as they come as opposed to sort of getting down about, oh, was it the right sort of win or did we play, you know, perfect football or anything like that. You know, if, if you're sort of uh, getting a bit cranky because we uh, we didn't win by enough or something like that, um, you know, sometimes you, sometimes you, you just got to enjoy the little things, I think.
1: If you're if you're living life looking for perfection, um, you're, you're going to be so, disappointed a lot of the time, yeah, aren't you? You're going to be very very disappointed because it doesn't happen that often. And uh, you know what? Yeah, we can pick on Aaron Young and he, and his couple of bloody uh, snaps that didn't work and, and all that sort of stuff. But look at the end of the day, second highest score of all time, and uh, you know they looked a million bucks. I mean, I'm I was happy. You know, yeah, Jared Pollock had a had a great game, um, you know, which is is reassuring for us as supporters going forward. Um, you know, did you like Jared's game?
0: I did. Yeah, I thought that was his best game for the year, for sure. Um, yeah. probably his best game for the last two years, to be honest. And you know, he was. Um, I loved the fact that he was sort of getting booed, um, and it didn't really phase him. Um, even though there's probably only seven people in the crowd that we were actually booing him. But uh, to end up with uh, 25 touches, had um, a goal assist, seven inside 50s, and uh, used the ball exceptionally well, I thought he
1: was uh, one of our best players. Absolutely. and uh, I guess I was getting a bit worried about him uh, this season, you know, with his form going in and out and, you know, needing the tough love. And, you know, you'd really hope that people can be self-motivated and, and not require the tough love. So, yeah, yeah. So it was good to see that, and I guess I I keep forgetting about his foot injury and the, and the damage it's had probably on him and his and the psychology of it as well. And yeah. I mean, I guess when we reflect on it, compared to um, Jack Trengove and and other people that have suffered the same injury, we're actually very lucky that Jared's playing uh, at this stage of his career. Really, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Well, it could have been a lot worse, you know. There's, um, we all know, there's players that never came back from that sort of injury. There's players that have come back, haven't really played all that much uh, footy or, or decent footy. And you know, I guess it's a long road back for Jared, and you know, he, he's shown uh, good signs at times this year and some less than good signs. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do next year, and, and hopefully, as uh, as Trango said, he can have a big preseason and uh, and come out firing next year like he did in uh, 2014.
1: Absolutely. So what did you think of um, Jarman Impey's uh, Dustin Martin uh, fend-off attempt and, and running around <laughs> uh, Daniel Rich?
0: Oh, he's, he's had a good year, Jars, hasn't he? And, uh, you know, as, as we've said a lot, you know, the sky's the limit with him. He's a, he's a huge talent, got great athletic gifts. Um, and, and I'm really glad we've started to use him up forward, um, to be honest. How fast and... is he? He's bloody quick, isn't he? He's, uh... He's he's, he'd definitely be, um, up there with the quickest in the AFL
1: for sure. Yeah. Well, I guess I don't really need to dwell on the midfield with you too much because, you know, it's the same old, same old midfield for us. Um, but... I, I'm really impressed with the defenders. Uh, and Tom Clory, I think he's getting better. I know I've been critical cool on, on him as a one-on-one defender, but, um... Uh, his errors there are becoming less and less noticeable and, uh... I think the defence, you know, put Hompsch back in there. Um, you know, going forward, that's a pretty bloody good defence. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And Jonas could be in trouble with his spot on the side. Oh, I don't know. I,
0: I think there's definitely still a, a spot there for him, for sure. I thought, as I've said before, I, I think he was having a, a really good season. I think um, at the time he got suspended, I had him uh, fourth. In the you uh, know best and fairest at the time, you know he was having a very underrated year, a very consistent year. Um, only probably played the one poor game at that point in the year. Um, so I think there's definitely a spot for him. And uh, and as we know, sort of Tommy Jonas said, his best can be a, a very versatile and valuable player.
1: So who would you take out for Jonas? Paul Stewart. Oh, probably Paul Stewart
0: at this point in time. I think, I know. Uh, you know, Stewie's know. Had a, Stewie had a, another really good game on the weekend and, you know, it was great to see him uh, rack up his 100 games and, you know, it's been a long time coming for him and, you know, he's been in and out of the side just about more often than any other player in our history, to be honest. But, uh, you know, it was good to see him get there and um, it was good to see him sort of turn his career around a bit this year as well. He's, uh, he's played some really good footy.
1: Yeah, I yeah, I said that on Thursdays. Portia sort of disagreed me a little bit, but um, yeah, I was I've been really impressed with Paul Stewart this year and I, I put it down to maybe perhaps we've actually played him in one position for nearly a whole season instead yeah. of flip instead of flip flopping him around from midfielder to forward to half back flanker. Yeah. You know? And yeah, uh, you know, I think sometimes I sometimes modern football though we get caught up in having too many swingmen and all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day I think if you have a team where everyone plays their role and they're consistent in the role they're playing, yeah. uh, that's that's just as effective as having this guy that can go forward, back, and in the midfield.
0: Oh, he's certainly been our Mr. Fix-it um, over the journey, and he's played everywhere from full forward to full back to back flank, forward flank, uh, wing, midfield, centre square. He's done everything, so. Um, yeah, it's been really good to see him um, sort of settle in, into a spot this year and, and play some good footy against some decent opponents as well. Um, I thought Tommy Cleary had a had a pretty good game as well down back.
1: Mm-hmm. And Logan Austin.
0: And Logan Austin. Yep, absolutely. So
1: is Logan our starting defender next year, assuming Alapati retires? Yes
0: look I, my um, my ultimate would be him at full back with uh, Jack Hompsch back to his uh, back pocket in that third toll role that he plays so well um, I'm not a huge fan of Jack Hompsch as, as our sort of uh, fullback taking the number mm-hmm. one key defender I don't think he's done that all that well over the last couple of years but uh, certainly in that role as the as the third toll um, I think he's one of the best in the competition at, uh, at that particular at that particular role so yeah, for sure. I'd I'd love to see Austin um, play twenty two games next year and, uh, and see what happens.
1: Absolutely, it's uh, I'm really impressed with him. And uh, it's funny how some of these guys have come up and they haven't been in spectacular form in the SA uh, but they're showing fantastic form in the AFL. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it's, it's, I
0: guess one the of the structure? most uh, one of the most criticised players uh, of the season, Carl Amon. How did you see his game?
1: Yeah, I I haven't been over as critical as others on Carl. And I think the second half of the year, including on the weekend, he's shown a lot more consistency in his play. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, where do you see him going forward?
0: Oh, I think he's... Um, <coughs> Excuse he's... me. I would love to see him again, similar to Austin. I'd love to see him play the whole year next year. I think he's uh, he's had a really good year this year. Um, certainly underrated. I think his last four or five games have been really, really good. Um, he's starting to put his body on the line a lot more. He laid some really crunching tackles on the weekend and and uh, and copped a couple of big hits as well. And you know, he, he just has an impact. His uh, his skills are great. And that goal he kicked, I think, in the third quarter, where he uh, it was reminiscent of uh, Chad Wingard's goal in that uh, semi-final against Frio down down in uh, Perth, and where he uh, he got the ball um, around the back flank and, and just ran the length of the field and and finished off kicking the goal was uh, had me fist pumping on the couch like a madman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> and uh, I saw in the paper today that. Uh, our man Justin Westhoff is committed to staying at the club to help deliver a premiership. That'd
0: be good. So he's staying on in a coaching role, or or what?
1: <laughs> well, I guess he's intimating that it will be in the next couple of years. Yeah.
0: No, look, he was good on the weekend as well, and um, I guess he had a, a quiet patch as he usually does every week, but um, turned up with uh, two goals and. I think he took something like five marks inside fifty, and, and ten marks for the game. He had uh, he had one of his better games for the year. Yeah.
1: So who were you? Who was your? I didn't see your review. Who were your standout performers?
0: Well, obviously the uh, the two uh, twin towers in uh, in Jackson Trengove and Johnny Butcher. They were they were certainly the uh, the two keys. I thought um, Trengove obviously had just a, an absolute day out in the middle, and even though Archie Smith had some pretty decent numbers as well, it was a pretty intriguing battle, but. Uh, for him to end up with 15 clearances and, uh, you know, quite a few marks, um, you know, delivered the ball really well inside 50, and to kick a couple of goals was just great. And uh, Johnny Butcher it was all about the butch. Um, you know, we've spoken a lot about him already, but, you know, 11 marks, 20 touches, 5 marks inside 50, 4 goals. I mean, that's a career performance right there from Johnny.
1: Mm. Can't expect more than that. No, nah.
0: as I said, that's the that's the best game I've seen him play since he's been at the club, whether that's SAFL reserves, seniors, or, or AFL. So, so it was good good to see him um, have that uh, amount of the ball because he normally doesn't get that much. So, yeah.
1: And I guess I the great. reason the reason I'm sort of dismissing our standard midfielders and all of this um, is because Brisbane's pressure was insipid. So uh, it was pretty yeah. bad,
0: and you you got to wonder about the leadership of that club. And you know, Tommy Rockleaf had a lot of words to say when uh, when Polek and the other four players left uh, a few years ago. And um, you know, the fact that their captain, um, <laughs> a lot of the playing staff, have been pretty cr- uh, critical of him, and now he wants to leave. Uh, I think there's, that says a lot about um, his style of leadership.
1: Yeah, that's right. It's um, yeah, I just. I mean if our midfielders couldn't perform well against the pressure that they were getting um, they should probably pack it up and walk away now so yeah. Yeah, they, they did what they needed to do and I think Archie was serviceable again I mean what's... Yeah. yeah he was
0: he had some magical so, moments out there and uh, kicked a couple of goals he was, uh, he was really really good
1: so I guess the bigger question is why, why can't these players just deliver this week in week out what, what is the go here
0: well, because you don't get to play against uh, one of the worst teams ever assembled every week, I guess is the uh, is the question. Always yeah, the answer a, to
1: that, I guess. But not even that. I mean, like Jackson brought up, you know, having to do four quarters and stuff like that. This has been a repeat theme for us as an issue for a long time now. Um, you know, and look at the and the arch even said, you know, he he deserved to be dropped, and yeah. then spends uh, half the season in the abyss. And then comes back and starts becoming serviceable again. Yeah. Have we got a Have we got a team which is primarily uh, contract players rather than um, premiership players?
0: Not sure. I guess it's probably um, silly to sort of uh, talk players up after a, a game against um, the bottom of the ladder side um, or, or second bottom. Sorry, but uh, I guess we'll wait and see how they play against Sydney. I guess. Um, We've been burned before, I guess, uh, talking them up and then the next week they they don't deliver, so um, But well, I think that they'll be
1: competitive. As, as I said
0: earlier, it's good to sort of take every for me I like to take every game as it comes and you know, there's a lot of players that played really well and it was a great win.
1: Yeah. And like I just said I you know, I reckon we'll be competitive against Sydney. And I think yeah. we'll um, oh, for sure we'll, we'll have an admirable game and hopefully we'll get over the line, but you know, it'll be probably one of those games where we, we just fall short again. And yeah. I, I noticed, say, oh, was it last week? Yeah. Last week, Fox Sports did a ladder or AFL. Um, if they they changed the ladder, if, if uh, based on the number of games lost by teams under ten points, yeah. and uh, we'd actually be sitting in fifth position. Yeah. Now. Oh um, yeah,
0: we've we've been close this year, but just haven't been able to get over the line in in quite a few games, and obviously the games against uh, Frio and uh, and Carlton. Um, are really starting to sting at this point.
1: So in relation to list changes, what are you, what are you hoping for? Uh,
0: I don't know. I mean, that's the, that's the big question, isn't it? I think we need to... Uh, I'd love to see us um, get some draft picks, trade some players out for some draft picks. Um, I think we need to replenish the list in that, in that fashion. Um, I think we need to sort of uh, move on some of the uh, underperforming players, whether they've got contracts or not, um, and, and try and um, replenish the list that way. I think it's the only way it's, uh, it's going to be done, but um, whether that actually happens or not, I'm not too sure.
1: I guess it's frustrating because I look at the our starting best 22, and to me there's enough quality there. That, you know, they, oh, there is certainly just... on
0: paper there is. I mean, there yeah. is. I mean, how much um, have we spoken about Hamish Hartlett over the journey on this podcast? You know, he's, uh, yeah. he's always been someone that's sort of frustrated and, you know, showing glimpses of brilliance, but um, hasn't been able to do it often enough. And, you know, that's just one example.
1: Uh, Matthew Broadbent is another. Yeah.
0: Broadbent's a lot more consistent than what, uh, than what Hammer is, I think, but. I think he's uh, he's asked to perform a role which uh, which leads him to be a little bit loose. Um, I'd certainly like to see him spend a bit more time in the midfield than what he does, I guess. But um, I don't know. I mean, it's I guess the thing against my theory is that uh, you, you look at the the teams that have sort of gone on to win premierships like um, that have been sort of close enough for a while before. Um, getting the journey. They're always value-add as opposed to sort of making huge changes to the list. So you look at Geelong and they value-added. You look at Collingwood, you look at Sydney. Uh, you even look at the Crows back in uh, sort of like 95, 96. They brought a whole bunch of players into the side um, as opposed to sort of uh, trading out their, their mid, mid-age um, sort of top 10 players. So it would be a risky strategy to um, to um, head to the trade table with uh, with guys like Hammer and, uh, and Brody on the on the offering but um, you never know maybe it might work out
1: something has to happen
0: Mm. cool I don't know I'd rather take the risk um, and risk being brilliant as opposed to just uh, sitting on our hands and and hoping it happens but uh, in the end it really doesn't
1: well I did a uh, three minute video on that not just long not long ago I'd rather be black or white than grey yeah, Good. with grey being sitting in the middle, doing nothing, and at least you know if you're black and white, and you do, and you're a doer, you do something. Well, you're going to get an outcome. The outcome might yeah. be shit, but I'd rather have a shit outcome than do nothing. Yeah. and uh, yeah, I feel like we're in the uh, in the grey zone for way too long.
0: Look, I feel there's a number of uh, other players we need to probably talk about about this game, uh, just quickly. I thought Jay Wingard was fantastic with five goals, even though he's playing on uh, Maddie Hamelman, and uh, that was one of the funniest moments for the year. I thought um, seeing him uh, say a few words. Mm. Yeah, Chad's
1: yeah. great. <laughs> like, are
0: you talk about are you talking about that fake punch. No, not the fake punch. We're. Uh, Hamillman was sort of um, just kept pushing him, and Chad was going, "Well, I've kicked three now. What have you done?" sort of thing.
1: Yeah, but uh, again, I guess we're um, we're talking about Brisbane as you said earlier. So uh, actually, you know yeah. what was noticeable was the fact how young the kids looked on TV for Brisbane. So uh, they had well, they are kids, answer. really.
0: Yeah, they've got yeah. A lot, they've got a lot of uh, sort of under twenty ones in that side. So they literally are kids, but.
1: I'd rather see us um, be tough against Hawthorne um, than uh, be tough against uh, Brisbane. Oh but, for sure. Uh, yeah. But I mean, it was good. It's again, you know, Chad had that knee concern, and yeah, you know, I guess we just don't realise how how much impact it plays on these players. Yeah. And yeah, uh, you know, he he's been down on his output compared to the past, but but he's still getting great figures. So uh, <laughs> I'm excited. For what he'll deliver next year again, and uh, I'm sure he'll be back to his third All Australian Guernsey. Yeah,
0: look, well, I thought Boki was great as well. I thought he put in a really good captain's performance. He get three goals. Um, you know, he's, I think he's been sort of uh, un, uh, unfairly criticised for a, a fair bit of this season as well. Um, I thought Ebert was uh, was brilliant once again, um, and once again got the old uh, the old mummy wrapping on his head. Um, but he was really good, and I've got to say, he's probably a bit of a smoky for the best and fairest, to be honest.
1: He's um, he started off pretty poor the season, but he's come home strong, hasn't he?
0: His last uh, three months have been exceptional.
1: Yeah, there's been no one really complaining about his disposal again, so no. that's that's tightened up, and yeah. uh, his over, overhead overhead marking is fantastic. Yeah, yeah.
0: The other player I wanted to talk about was Aaron Young. Who uh, had 22 touches? Look, his kicking for goal was pretty off, with one goal five, but he had 15 score involvements, which is uh, right up there with the most I've ever seen a player get in a uh, in a single game.
1: What's the um, so? I noticed some people thought you were too generous with him with the with the five points and rating him so high. So, you because of his score involvements, you were willing to over, overlook that.
0: I think so. Yeah. I think so. Look, both had yeah. seventeen score involvements, uh, which is which is ludicrous, really. I mean, f- for for Youngy to have fifteen out of twenty two touches end up in a scoring shot, um, yeah, that's a pretty good strike rate.
1: I think um, I think the Butch had seventeen score involvements as well, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. 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 It's so, crazy. Oh well, it's a uh, madness. Uh, I'd rather us. Um, have another four wins on the board, though. Yeah. Oh no doubt, no doubt. It'd be it'd be a much more entertaining season if that was the case.
0: Yeah. Well, look. Let's uh, very quickly talk about the S A N F L um, as well. The Maggies hosted the Crows at Ab- Alberton over on the weekend and lost their third consecutive game to the Crows, going down by twenty five points. Uh, Twelve goals seven to sixteen goals eight. Uh, Schultze and Tom Gray kicked three goals, whilst Jakey Need also slotted two goals for the Pies.
1: What's the go there, Maka?
0: Were you expecting that? Uh, I was probably expecting that. I mean the Crows are uh at S A N F L level are playing a pretty full strength side. You know, they've got a lot of very good players in there. A lot of players that are in uh, exceptional form. You know, Ellis Yolman's one of the favorites for the, the McGarry. Mitch Grigg had a fantastic year as well. Um, you know, Riley O'Brien's probably the best ruckman in the uh, in the S A N F L and they, they've got a lot of tall timber up forward as well, so We just couldn't match that, really. Their tall timber, uh, I thought, dominated um, pretty much, and uh, we had no real sort of answer for it.
1: And Kane Mitchell was serviceable again? Yeah, he had 28 touches and six
0: clearances, but uh, I didn't think it was his best game.
1: No? Who were the standouts?
0: I thought Riley Bonham was probably our best player. Uh, He had 25 touches, used used the ball exceptionally well coming out of the back line, and uh, I'm super excited to see what he can do next year. And, And for me, I would... Hope he's a lock for round one next year in the AFL side.
1: Well, he'll be replacing uh, Jasper, won't
0: he? I bloody hope not. But well,
1: uh, that's, that's the rumour.
0: I reckon him on one flank and, uh, and Jasper on the other would be uh, would be pretty nice to have.
1: Yeah, but how do we fit all these guys in there? Darcy Byrne-Jones, Jasper, Bonner, Pompsh, Plurry, Austin. Well, that's it. Done. Uh, <laughs> You've
0: just named them all.
1: Yeah, but you want Jonas in there as well. Yeah, so that's six players. Yeah. How does that all work? Can't fit them all in there? Yes, you can. (laughs) Yes, you can.
0: Hey, we like playing nine players down back, so we can certainly fit them in.
1: Well, fingers crossed, hopefully Jasper doesn't go. That would be pretty sad. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Cam Shea was
0: great. He was probably second best. Um, He had a a really good day out, actually, down back. Uh, Will Snelling was very, very impressive as well. He had uh, nine tackles... Uh, something like five clearances and a goal with uh, 24 touches. So, he, um, you know, he's showing a lot of good form as well since coming back from injury.
1: that was just yawning. Sorry. How do you compare, going back to Bonner, how do you compare Bonner to Jasper at the same age?
0: I think Bonner's a lot further ahead. I mean, uh, Jasper had a pretty poor first year in terms of injury. I think he missed, um, you know, a good sort of three months with a hamstring Um. Couldn't get out of Sturt's reserve. So I think uh, Riley Bonner's well ahead of where Jasper is at the same stage. But Jasper obviously had a pretty good uh, second year.
1: Mm. It's promising though, isn't
0: it? He is promising. I want to see uh, what he can do. And I'd love to see him get a game um, just to give him a taste before the end
1: of the season. So Cam O'Shea was influential. I know I noticed his name in the paper. What is yep. the, um, what, Where does the future lay for Cam O'Shea?
0: Well, I think he's just in that sort of holding pattern at the moment. Um, you know, he's played some decent games at AFL level. He's played some shockers uh, this year as well, as we know. Um, I mean, he's a player that we could probably move on. Yeah. Um, I, I think, think I can so. hear Porsche screaming in the background there. but uh, I,
1: think, I think she's accepted it now.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I'm a huge fan of Cam. He's one of my favourite players, but I don't know. I don't know.
1: Really, he's one of your favourites.
0: He's been one of my favourites since the start.
1: Really? Yep. I wouldn't have picked that. Well,
0: I don't know. Don't know. No, no, no. I've just really liked what he's done. I loved his uh, form in the finals. I thought he's, especially under Hinckley, he's had a, a great time of it. Um, I'm just trying to, to start think with.
1: The last four years on our on our show, I don't I don't recall the gushing um, camo O'Shea love.
0: You haven't been listening, mate.
1: Well. That's highly possible.
0: <laughs> well, look, he's also, uh, sometimes it's tough love. I mean, he's also prone to having the worst games of anybody on our list at AFL level, um, mm. which is disappointing. But uh, certainly at his best, he's um, he's very, very damaging with what he can do.
1: So did we actually have anyone listen tonight? I was wondering if there was any random questions that's come up tonight.
0: We've had a lot of questions. Have we? We did when uh, Jacko was on, yeah. The uh, the chat forum's been going
1: off, mate. And what about Post Jacko? Post
0: Jacko's still been really busy.
1: Awesome, but they're not. Dylan's there with his new
0: uh, monogram, so uh, he's all happy. So,
1: Dylan's a legend. He is. He's 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 not bad. He's not bad. In what way? What are you saying? His
0: monogram's pretty terrible, but uh, apart from that, uh, he's a good he's a good bloke. You coming out? Are you? No, no, (laughs) not me. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Sorry, that's my joke for the night. Good joke. <laughs> yeah, good work.
0: So where do we go from here? What's going to happen against Sydney?
1: Well, I was about to ask you. What do you reckon? Or what, and what are the what are the people listening reckon? I I think we're going to be competitive, and I think we're going to have uh, an honourable loss. I'm really excited to. See Jackson against in the Centre Square because I think that will be a big test. I mean, they're one of the, the clearance stoppage masters, so I think this will be a big test for Jackson. They'll they'll really be uh, onto him and trying to nullify his stoppage work, I would imagine. Yeah. So well, I
0: think yeah. we're a chance, but uh, most likely we're going to lose. I think it's uh, it's pretty obvious. We, we've got a horrible record over there. Horrible mm. record against Sydney as, as a whole. Mm. Um, but you never know. Stranger things have happened, and uh, if we can get on top of them early, um, it would be nice. But uh, I just don't think we're going to have the uh, the cattle down back to uh, counteract the likes of Tippett and, and Buddy, to be honest. But
1: is Tippett back? Z.
0: No, it's it's possible.
1: I mean, I think for me, it's exciting because uh, I'll I'll love watching uh, Cluery and uh, Austin on Tippett and Franklin. Yeah, I mean, what greater challenge and let's see what these young kids can do, you know. That's how uh, we see the birthing of giants sometimes when they, uh, you know, these young kids come up against a superstar and perform, you know, fantastically well, like Daniel Talia did with the Crows, really. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, he was a first-year player and got the big names and performed very, very well. So, you know... It's a good challenge. But we need our midfield to apply a lot of pressure. And they're yeah. going to have to play a four-quarter game, which they haven't done too often this year.
0: No, that's right. It's going to be a tough one, but uh, you
1: never know. Yeah.
0: Got to have faith, mate.
1: Johnny well, Butcher's is going I mean. to be out there. That's all that matters. Well, that's what I'm expecting. What are you expecting? I'm expecting us to lose by 10 goals, I think. but. <laughs> 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 you you optimist you that's me yeah, good work well
0: on that note I think it's uh, probably time to, uh, to cut the podcast off for this week thanks for coming on awesome. mate awesome
1: no dramas thanks for having me that's the way good thank on. you for uh,
0: Jackson Tringo for coming back on
1: yeah courtesy of New Vision good work what a gun yeah superstar superstar that's, notice how signing a new New Vision ambassadorial role his performance goes up higher. It's the, uh, you yeah. oh, know, it's my coat, secret coaching in the background that's uh, generated these results.
0: I thought so. I thought you were undermining Michael Voss
1: and uh, Aaron Greaves, but, uh, yeah, yeah, at least
0: now we know, so that's good.
1: I should have, I should have actually brought that up when he was on. We'll have to yeah. do that next time. Indeed.
0: <laughs> awesome, right. mate. Thanks for everyone out there that uh, that tuned in and, uh, and joined in the chat forum and, yeah, uh, yeah, listen to us on Thursday where we uh, talk a bit more in detail about the Sydney
1: game. Woo! Woo! power Butcher! Butcher! The Butch. Richmond, suck! Three <laughs> goals, three. <laughs> Seaborn now caught. Port Adelaide beginning to build. Foster's kicker through half-forward. Knocked away by Hodges. On the run is Rowan Smith. Bends it to the goal square. Thank
2: <laughs>